Hi, I'm Justine. And I'm Sarah LaVon. And we are so glad you're here. We believe that your life has the potential to make a deep, meaningful impact on the world around you. You, as a nurse, have the ability to add value to every single person and patient you touch. We want to inspire you with resources, education, and stories to support you to live your absolute best life, both in and outside of work. But don't expect perfection over here. We're just here to have some conversations about anything birth, work, and life, trying to add some happy to your hour as we all grow together. By nurses, for nurses, this is Happy Hour with Bundle Birth Nurses. Our role and responsibility as labor and delivery nurses is enormous. Think about this. You get to enter into the most important, if not one of the most important days of these families' lives. And for us, it's easy, especially if you've been doing this for a while, to walk in and be like, oh, there's something else happening outside the room, or I'm not getting along with my coworker, or I didn't get the raise that I wanted, or I just had my annual eval and now I'm like totally thrown by it. But when you walk in those rooms for these families, this is a milestone on the timeline of their life. And so I think if we recognize that, and we're gonna have a conversation about that today of our responsibility as labor and delivery nurses, what responsibility do we have? How much is our responsibility? How do we provide care that holds space for the individual giving birth and also gives ourselves grace along the way rather than putting so much pressure on the outcome for these families while still respecting the process. And so today, what I want us to talk about, me and Justine are just going to have a quick conversation about our responsibility as labor and delivery nurses and how do we carry the weight of the importance of our job? Because if I had a cut on my face that needed stitches, I will probably remember going to the emergency department and saying, yeah, like this one day I cut my eye or my face because this, this, this happened, but I'm not going to be able to picture the doctor. I'm not going to tell you likely how many stitches I had. I'm not going to tell you what day of the year it was or the time that I got my face stitched. I'm probably not going to have 300 photos in my, in my phone about it. But for this specialty in nursing slash medicine, that is the case. And that feels like a lot of weight. And something that we say around here a lot is like, you need to take your job seriously, know your why. Like, And one of the quotes we have is that you have the power to make or break their birth experience. No pressure, right? And that is absolutely true. But how do we carry that weight while still giving ourselves grace along the way? That is so much pressure when you think about it. I think so. And I've had this pressure, but I think we've learned and we've taught that you can make or break a birth experience by a phrase or a word. Mm -hmm. It's not, you're not breaking an experience. If you're patient that you really tried to help get delivered vaginally goes to C-section, right? So you're not breaking it. So I think that it's important for us to realize how easy it is to make or break an experience. Well, and how easy it is also to take all of it on ourselves all of it you know and that that c-section is the perfect example we had this on a mentorship call the other day where it was like i just i can't let go we had that entire conversation i can't let go of this experience i could have maybe done more or i went home and i looked this up and i didn't realize this could have happened and that's where i sort of want to make the distinction and give ourselves grace that we are responsible for our attitude our action our um, interaction 
our expertise, like knowing the knowledge to be able to respond, but we are not responsible for their body doing it or not doing it in the way that they want or we want or the doctor wants, right? That we can support it along the way, but ultimately, if slash when the patient goes to c-section if you know that you have applied yourself you have done everything possible to get there and give your all to provide whatever resources you have education support whatever that looks like it's not your fault that they went to c-section it's not your fault that their baby was having d-cells you know or like oh i could have fixed it or like maybe if we would have tried this position or maybe we didn't try blah 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 like you don't have control over what's happening with the cord or placenta you know, you don't have control that they went to 42 weeks and they didn't come in for an earlier induction. Not that I'm necessarily supporting that, but that could have been an option. And they chose to wait to 42 weeks and therefore their placenta is super calcified and the baby didn't tolerate labor, you know, fill in the blank. So, and I think, I think that distinction for right. me helps separate it in a more logical, more like concrete way that I'm not responsible for how their body responds to labor, I'm responsible for how I apply myself to their birth. Yeah. And I think, and on the flip side too, you're not responsible for the census or staffing. Yeah. You are yeah, not, that's a good one. it's not your fault that you have two laboring patients, but it doesn't mean that you can't do anything. I think mm-hmm. too. And I think that sometimes when we get those two patients, it could be super overwhelming. I know I went on a little rant on IG the other day IG, I'm so hip, Instagram the other day and talking about this and that it's not our full responsibility and do the best you can. And then I walked in and I had two patients and I was like, okay, Justine, it's time to do the best you can. Yeah. And I did. And I didn't feel, and one was um, more heavy on interventions and one wasn't. And I was getting pulled in a lot of directions, but honestly, I can tell you the last like three years, I would say I've never, I haven't walked away from work thinking I could have done more. I'm not out there doing positions all the time, every 20 minutes, putting them on their heads, like trying to rotate these babies. Right. We, you know, we don't fix what's not broken here at Bundle Earth. I am not trying to overwork myself, but I still do the best. I just do the best I can for each individual mm-hmm. patient. Well, I think we need to let go of some of that, of like when you're feeling overwhelmed or you get home and it's usually off shift where you're like, oh, I wish this or, oh, I didn't, t-, you know, they're like, they pulled the papers for C-section and they're probably going to a C-section and I didn't turn them every 30. I turned them like every hour and 15, you know, like I think that a lot of that we take on so much. And, you know, if you had two patients and you were running between the two and you weren't sitting chatting at the nurse's station for eight hours of your 12 hour shift, like, I don't know that that's your fault either, you know? And even if you did, I think that if we think about it logically, like some babies just come out, you literally could lay them on their back or like think about our cardiac patients that like don't even push, you know, and the baby just falls out eventually, you know, it takes a long time, but they come out eventually or they don't. And so birth birth works. Yes, exactly. And so you sort of have to let the body do what it can do. And when you think back and it's like, I could have done, should have done X, Y, Z, the question really is, did I apply myself? Did I give my all? Did I, you know, do what I could that day? And your all may look different from one day to the next. And I think that's okay. And I think we need to give ourselves a lot more grace when it comes to our all, quote, unquote. Um, For sure. Your day three of three, your all looks very different. Right. Then right. the first day. And right. that's okay, like you said. Right. But but when the you know, when push comes to shove and they recheck them four hours later and there's still six centimeters and the doctor identifies it as OP, 
did you apply yourself in that did circumstance? You did you go, right. And have you applied yourself prior to have the skills which come to our physiologic birth class if you haven't, but also like, okay, now it's on. I'm fixing what's broken. Again, never saying that to a patient, but in your mind for the sake of the phrase, it's something is upset. There is something getting in the way. Let me use my nursing skills to assess the situation and provide some quote unquote interventions. We're not talking AROM. We're not talking necessarily PIT maybe, but some nursing interventions, simple things to help support their labor forward. So Sarah, what does it look like? You mentioned earlier that like, we don't want them going home, holding all this weight of birth memories Mm -hmm. on them. So say you have listeners right now that are like, yeah, but it's my reality. It's what I do when I go home. I just obsess over it. What are some suggestions you have on how to help them get through that? Well, I think a lot of times we don't necessarily know what's going on in our head other than that we're obsessing, right? Like I'm obsessing, I can't let it go, right? And instead of sitting there, I would suggest, you know, there's a few options, but one of them would be journal it out, what's in my head. And so the question then becomes, what's the story that I'm telling? Am I saying the story that I didn't do enough? Am I saying that it's my fault that they had a C-section? Am I saying I didn't fill in the blank. I didn't educate right. I didn't advocate in that scenario. And what? And I feel upset with myself about it. I feel regretful. I feel shame in that scenario. I feel uncomfortable with the care that I provided. So easily, like even if you can identify that, then the next question to me is a quick tool. And there's lots more we can go into on this. If you want more, let us know in the description box or the comment box down below. But it's it, what is the truth of that? Is that truth, right? That I caused the cesarean. Can you say with a hundred percent certainty that you caused the cesarean? The answer is no, by the way, it always is in that circumstance, yeah. right? You know, and if you said like with a hundred percent certainty that I didn't give my all, then okay, you didn't give your all. What did you give? What didn't you give? And it's sort of like to break that down. And then to me, it's always about growing forward. And it feels really icky to walk away. I have lots of cases where I'm like, ooh, I should have, you know, I should have known this or I should have tried this or I didn't advocate right or like, ugh, I should have stood up for them in that circumstance and, and said, blah, blah, blah. That by identifying that, to me, when you write things, not even to me, this is a proven point, but when you write things down and you say, okay, what can I learn from this? This is your your critical event debrief you have in your mentorship packet, but that you walk through and say, what am I going to do different? How do I want to practice different? And then you choose to not do it again. You yeah. know, you don't, you know better when you do better. What's the Maya Angelou? Like once you know better, you do better. Yeah. Um, and sort of it's, it's like giving yourself that grace of in the moment and that's the question it comes back to in the moment did i do the best i knew i was or could do mm-hmm. probably yes yeah. it's always retrospect where you're saying i could have done this but in the moment did you give what you knew to give and did you do the best you could with the knowledge and information you have at hand in the front of your brain yeah so then how do we move out of that story extract the truth the truth is I did the best I could in that moment. The truth is I felt overwhelmed by that circumstance. The truth is I haven't done the education to be ready for that OP baby or for that shoulder dystocia or whatever. And so then what leads to the next action? 
What's my what's my response to that? And when you sit, that's to me where we get stuck and stagnant and ultimately will lead to a lot of dissatisfaction in your life and work. And so as living your best life, it's okay, but then what's my next action? That leads you to your next action. Your next action is let me go back and let me review shoulder dystocia. Let me go back and let me learn about what a retroperitoneal bleed is. Let me go back and review my vital signs or what I'm looking for in a PPH or how to do this and let me try this skill. Let me next time practice this and that. Let me write down what I would have said to mm-hmm. that provider in the moment. And then you review that for yourself so that we can continue to move forward. No one is expecting you to be perfect. No one is expecting you to be like excellent stellar nurse that could have never done anything different. None of us are that way. Okay. So if you kind of like let go of that expectation or even recognize what expectation you have for yourself and then continue to move forward, that's where to me, you end up growing and being better and um, sort of perfecting your skills so that you don't have so much regret at the end of your shift. I love that. With all writing this down and like putting this all to memory, do you think, would you recommend if they are still for lack of better words, obsessing over it. And especially like a certain birth or a certain event, what do you feel about them going to the provider and talking them through it and having their own little. Oh, absolutely. I think, I I don't think we talk enough with our providers. I think there's, there's like too much of a hierarchy. I think there's too much of fear of our providers. And while some of that might be reasonable, um, just based on like personality types and what's happening in your hospital, I think that so often we write the story about that, like, oh, this provider doesn't want to teach me that, or they won't have a good conversation or whatever. But if we approach our providers from a learning perspective, hey, I'm kind of obsessing about this case. Could we debrief it together? I don't know how you felt, but I felt really fill in the blank, overwhelmed. I felt really out of control. I felt like really confused Mm -hmm. by why you made that decision. Could you help me understand so that in the future circumstances that are similar, I can be better. And or even, or even why that decision was made instead of you. Totally. Take out you out of it when you're Uh talking to someone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, in the moment, especially that's, that's especially like a a sneaky therapeutic technique for our providers when you actually disagree with what was done, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. it's like sort of with other things, maybe there's a study, maybe there's information out there that they're functioning from that they feel really confident about in terms of how they've developed their practice. They likely have been doing, well, I don't want to say likely, they maybe have been doing this longer than you. They also have a completely different frame of reference. And so in order for us to work better with our providers that we are working with, I think it's important for us to understand each other. And the only way to understand each other is to actually ask. But there's the way to ask in a way that's like, help me understand this, or I remember this circumstance. You did so amazing. I thought this went so well. Can you help me understand, you know, why you made that decision in that mm-hmm. circumstance for my own learning later, et cetera? Yeah, that's huge. My own learning later. I'm still learning. I just want to learn. Yep. Yeah, I love that. So if you learned anything from this episode, I hope that you learned that you are not responsible for an entire birth memory. That feeling can feel very overwhelming to think that it is you and it is up to you to be that bundle birth nurse and make sure every patient walks away whole and with no trauma and a perfect birth memory, but it's not all on you. And we want to make you understand that it's not all on you. We hope though, that if you do go home at the end of the day, worried about things or stressed about different cases 
in different deliveries that you take some time to reflect on it. Why do you feel this way? Why did this outcome affect you so much? Was it because of a certain order that was made that you felt like you didn't say enough for? Was it because you didn't know the information? Was it because you felt like you didn't have the skills to help that patient in that specific scenario? And then from that, grow from that. We want you to be continually growing and changing because it's up to you out there to change obstetrics. <laughs> no, no pressure. No pressure. The <laughs> grow and change and collaborate with our teams, the better, the better outcomes our patients are going to have. And so reflect on that, grow from that, talk to your providers, talk to your team, because all in all, we want you guys to be able to separate work and life and live your best life. Thanks for spending your time with us during this hour of happy hour with bundle birth nurses. If you enjoyed this podcast, it helps us if you subscribe, rate, or leave a raving review and share this episode with a friend. If you need more from us or want more from us, head to bundlebirthnurses.com or follow us on Instagram. Now it's your turn to take what you learned today, apply it to your life and give your best self as you take care of your patients. We'll see you next time at happy hour with Bundle Birth Nurses.